this episode, we are going to be speaking to Arvind Ayer, who is a filmmaker and also the CEO of Magic Bus Films. You could safely call Arvind a master of all trades, jack of none. He is a filmmaker whose short film, Madiketan Sole, was selected in Dada Saheb Falke International Film Festival in Delhi and was the dialogue writer for the Tamil version of the clutter-breaking movie, Quick Gun Murugan. He was an RJ for three years at Gyanwani and Educative FM and All India Radio Madras. He has done commentary with Radiowala, an online radio station, where he covered two World T20s and one season of Sri Lankan Premier League. He was also one of the commentators for four seasons of the IPL with an online radio station called Pitch Invasion. How many of us remember the fake IPL player who made the whole country curious in 2009? Arvind is behind the viral shadow video that was shot of the fake IPL player. He holds a master's degree in visual communication, is an avid cricketer and has also dabbled in advertising and television before setting up his Magic Bus Films Productions house in Bangalore. Welcome to I the mean, Boss. It's really good. First of all, thanks so much for that introduction. Suddenly realized like, man, okay, I've done something in life. Thanks for that. <laughs> you're most welcome. We have been honored to have you here on the show. Um, so Arvind, you're, Arvind Ayer uh, is your full name. So one of the few Ayers that I know who's taken a path like this, you know, it's, it's not normal for Ayers to do something what you've done throughout your career. We know the Ayers to be mathematicians, scientists, etc. So why don't you talk us through your journey, how you, you know, took this path and what were the reactions that you got when you decided to take this path? Uh, that's that's four questions right there. So to begin with, Arvind Ayer was like the shortened name and it was actually Arvind Sitaram Ramanathan Ayer. So I had to sort of, you know, get it all uh, nice and crisp to make it sound easier to uh, call. Uh, and yep, I from Coimbatore, uh, did my schooling there from a very nice school Chinmaya Vidyala so just like every young kid from a small uh, town attended school played cricket and yeah there were a lot of uh, talks I have two brothers one older to me and one younger so it's it was like a very typical Ayer household trying to uh, focus on studies and not spend too much time out of the playground but one thing I have to admit is I've, I've always been sort of fascinated with uh, art uh, like it could be acting, could be singing, could be dance. There's something that would always sort of caught my attention right from a very young age. And I've been part of multiple uh, drama and theatre even during my school days. So that interest was always there. And growing up again, like a typical Ayer, like you mentioned, I also did my science in my uh, 11th and 12th. But somewhere I wasn't cut out to, you know, focus on engineering, medicine or anything else. Uh, both my uh, parents are advocates and as I said, uh, I have two brothers. The elder one sort of quit, uh, quit school after his 11th. But I guess, you know, I, I had two career choices or you know, courses that I could go after. Uh, two fields that I was fairly interested in. One was psychology and the other was uh, communication. And visual communication though is common right now plenty of people seem to be uh, taking the uh, course out and studying but back then it was very very new probably been one or two years since they even introduced that course in uh, colleges in Coimbatore or even other places I think Loyola 
uh, in Madras had it for a few years before that. Uh, I did try and speak to a whole bunch of friends who were studying psychology or practicing uh, their, uh, you know, practicing on the field of psychology. And one thing that they said, I, I, I should thank a lot of them. They said, you know, by the time you start seeing any money, you'll probably be 45. So that immediately closed that door for me, and I said, okay, communication it shall be, and that's how I sort of uh, took up communication. And if I've answered all your questions. <laughs> Yeah, I'm. I'm just. I'm just gonna say I'm glad that you made it before 45. So you proved them wrong. Uh, I still have a few more years for 45, and I still. <laughs> looking at that introduction, seems to have done something right. But like I said, yeah. I mean, to see a lot more money, then maybe I'll wait till 45. <laughs> no complaints there. That's great, Arvind. So we are. Uh, I think we are very lucky that you chose the path that you did choose because otherwise we wouldn't have got to see you know the wonderful work that you've actually uh, produced now uh, movies is an intrinsic fiber of india right it's like a family activity um, most of us go to the theaters as a family outing and enjoy movies cinemas but the recent pandemic has actually shifted that right now people are no more going to the theaters there is a there's a certain level of skepticism that's crept um, and obviously, for obvious reasons, um, and and the way we see it, it's going to last for a long time. So, in your view, um, I mean, we keep hearing news of how the industry is affected, how people are losing jobs. But in your view, has the industry actually pivoted to this new, uh, you know, the new trend or the new normal, as we call it, or the new uh, situation that we are in? Uh, if it has pivoted, what are some of the things that the industry is really doing to cope up with what's happening? Yeah, again, you know, there are multiple levels to your question and I'll try and address it one after the other. Yes, watching movies is sort of, especially if you're from Tamil Nadu, we take our movies very seriously. You know, people stay in line at three o'clock, four o'clock in the morning to catch the first day first show of, you know, all your Talavar movies and the other stars. Uh, I mean, at some level, it's the same in every other uh, movie industry in India. But yeah, dance out people do take their films very seriously. And this whole sort of pandemic situation that we are in has made people, you know, I mean, has forced people to watch movies or consume movies at home. Uh, there is no way that people will stop watching movies uh, and this forced uh, shutdown of movie halls is sort of affecting the industry big time not just with movies that have already been made that were waiting for release or potential films that could have released in the last three months I mean, we, we release films by the dozen like every other Friday it's you know a celebration of sorts Right. So, the industry uh, in itself has taken a big hit, but what it has also sort of uh, opened up is, you know, everybody now knows what a Netflix is. Everybody now knows what an Amazon Prime or Free Fire, Google, Vodafone Play, you know, MX Player, so all these guys and then, you know, you know Hotstar and very soon you'll probably hear five more or ten more such OTT platforms that are going to come. It was only the select few 
who would like to consume uh, their films or their web series or shows and obviously pay for it like you know a legal source if, you know it's not downloading from a torrent or it's not uh, watching it on tamil rockers or any of the other pirated sites out there but to sort of still contribute to the industry in a legitimized manner there were only very few people who would, who were consuming uh, content through these platforms right so now like you know somebody like a, uh, like my mom who would probably every time she comes to bangalore uh, and she sits with me and watches a film now has a netflix connection like you know her next door neighbor is my aunt and now she's got an amazon prime connection so between the two of them now they're consuming films so that way a lot of people have started consuming which is good and it's also good for a lot of aspiring filmmakers or writers you know including myself to then make use of this opportunity but when the same ott platform sort of came in india and they were big it was the anurag kashyaps and the karan johars and the zoya actors getting a big chunk of the pie the case hasn't changed much it is still very much the same you know if if it's a big star yeah straight away you get an audience if it's a big director you get the funds that you need to you know make your film but fortunately or unfortunately a lot of friends of mine also have sort of made a film a couple of years ago and you know sent it to a few of the film festivals around the world and were waiting for a theatrical release which they were unable to because they were first timers mm-hmm. so thanks to this pandemic they've sort of been given an option to release their films directly onto a netflix or an amazon prime and the films have done really well good for them you know and if you ask them are you happy with the pandemic you know they they're screaming on top of their lungs saying they're very very happy because the film is actually out for public consumption people have seen it people have appreciated it people have uh, written about it and they've also been getting offers from other production houses uh, so and you know with all that said i guess even if i have to look at an uh, opportunity to sort of make my own feature what could have been very difficult to sort of break the clutter and get into mainstream theatrical release i would probably even not even have that on top of my head i'd be like okay let me write a good script let me talk to a production house and if i can get the funding release it on ott there were a lot of uh, people against it they still are there there is a lot of hue and cry from uh, you know theater owners or association who are saying no you can't really release films on these ott platforms directly but you know proof is in the pudding like you know what you've seen in the last 3 months there've been plenty of such films that have released directly and it's not like you know any unknown directors or unknown actors you had a vidya balan film releasing you've got a kirti suresh film that released a jyotika film and amitabh bachchan film uh, so yeah we're talking big guys and you know, it's out there so i see it as an opening uh however tiny it may be but you know you keep knocking at that uh, opening and try and uh, make a break for it so so uh, if if i may ask then do you see this opening uh, going to become a trend right so would small filmmakers or short filmmakers or small budget filmmakers now focus on making movies only to release on otts uh, would that become a trend uh it it could have always been a trend even much before but it's just that you know like how you look at movies the moment you say movies it's that big release in the theater the big screen the crowds pouring in 
you know hoardings and cutouts everywhere you know it's always been like you know for you to be an actor that's what you want for you to be a director that's what you want people to come to the theaters right so it always sort of kept people from settling for say an ott kind of release so it's like yeah i'll release my film in the theaters first and then you know let it get bought over by a, a platform but now at the end of the day if you're a storyteller i mean whether i'm talking to you on a zoom call or i have five people sitting with me and if i need to tell a story i need to tell a story so with these ott platforms what they do get is the opportunity to put up my content and have people from around the world watch it and you know it's any day better especially for first timers or newcomers who really don't have a, a name or a backing from anybody in the industry to sort of t- uh, make use of this opportunity and just write good content and you know hopefully uh, they'll be taken as well so arvind earlier you alluded to the much spoken nepotism right you said when it's amitabh or when it's karan johar or when it's zoya akhtar um, they go away with the large chunk of the pie and i think with recent events nepotism has been you know a prevalent topic in most of the conversations that's happening but honestly we have also seen some star kids who have not done that great right they've done one or two movies and really not worked people have not warmed up to them and they have not been great hits um so do you have a take on this topic is nepotism that prevalent and is it really kind of dominating uh, the movie industry the way we are hearing about it 100% right without a doubt there is uh, nepotism in the industry i mean i have not really gone in and you know made films or dealt with these people but you know enough from sort of being you know in the industry at some level making films for 15 16 years now and with friends and you know uh, people that you know working closely in this industry uh, and it's definitely there uh, and it's not just the film industry I mean, it's there in sport it's there in politics it's there yeah. in uh, any field that you uh, look at right but it's it is rearing its head right now uh, with really uh, insane proportions is only because people are talking about it it's like you know me to move like you know uh, there has to be somebody who has to come out and you know take that first knock one for the team before the others sort of gather uh, enough strength and courage from that one person and start coming out with their stories and like you said there are star kids who failed after their you know a few films they have to be really bad because a star film a star kid will get 10 films and even if one of them become a hit not because of their acting but because of maybe the story it could be the editing it could be the music it could be you know the other person that uh, the star kid has worked with right something would have clicked and with that one film they're going to get another 10 films whereas somebody who's not got any kind of a godfather so to speak or you know someone else from the industry to sort of back them to the hill every film that they do uh, that they do needs to be a hit there there, there are no misses there 
so that's the pressure that they're in you know you could you know they they'll be like ha oh, this person sort of bomb that they they have to be very very bad and there are plenty of uh, bad apples there you know again not just in this field any other field excuse <coughs> me but what i would sort of then says it's it's one thing to talk about it it's good that people are coming out and being very vocal about it the other thing is to then try and support these are the same people who thrive on gossip or news uh, about these kids you know they might talk bad about the firms or they might diss it but they are the ones paying the money and watching these films whereas a newcomer or an interesting story or a first time director actor people don't support that films you know uh, there there could be other again multiple reasons one could be very little marketing or very little publicity and very few screens where the films could get released in but at the same time you know people need to start backing those projects those actors those filmmakers and you know whether it's ott or whether it's theaters yeah i mean give them a few households and you see you know and now again with all these ott platforms you're sitting here watching a korean film watching an israeli show watching a french documentary you know and very soon hopefully people are not going to like you know go look at the low angle shot of the hero or jumping from one car to another and you know 20 songs in a film and 10 fight sequence which is absolutely pointless you know people should then start dissing those movies or you know i mean dissing is a, a, a big word uh, but people should then see through these and look at original content and start supporting good content that's going to push you know aspiring writers and filmmakers to make better content and that's going to also get those guys who are already comfortable in their space to then try and mix it up and do something so i'm going to i'm going to move on to a very interesting question arvinda i'm calling this interesting because i know you i've played cricket with you i've worked with you in projects so this is something for you how has this uh, pandemic affected you personally and how are you responding to it i'm asking this only because i know that you're going to come up with something creative so <laughs> so how has it i've been for you okay uh it's been new it's been uh tough uh i i i completely am an outdoor person i'm a people person i need to catch up with my friends and you know, i need to be out and about i love sitting in coffee shops for hours on end i love sitting in airports observing people a lot of stuff that i write or even talk about or things that i observe so the fact that i couldn't step out of the house for i don't know a month and a half when the first sort of lockdown set in was really tough uh and one is you can't step out the other is everything is new and the only thing that you had on your hands was time uh no projects uh, a lot of projects that were sort of lined up for shoot had to be cancelled or pushed for i don't know how long so it was tough uh but at this uh, on the other hand it also like i said you know time is the only thing that i had uh and people were like oh this could be the perfect time for you to i've been dabbling with a feature script for a really long time i started working on it sometime last year so people who knew that i was working on a script were like oh this lockdown could be the perfect time for you to finish the script you could do this you could do that and i said yeah sounds good 
and couple of days into the lockdown i started writing and i realized i was just not in the right frame of mind you know and the more i focused and tried to write i realized that i was just pushing it and you just needed to be in the perfect space so i stopped writing my script i was reading books for the first week then i got bored of books then i was watching a lot of movies and series for another week 10 days and then i realized you know there were good films and there were bad films and i said okay if those guys can make a film and put it out there for people to see what's stopping me so i started work on my script again and spent a lot of time cooking uh, i i i really enjoy cooking but never really made time for it so when when you end up having two three meals a day at home and you know you don't want to order you don't want to go out and stuff like that so yeah there was a lot of cooking that helped uh gave me the time listening to music helped and catching up on sleep like, you know, i i sleep late wake up early not because i had work keeping me busy but that's how i function so all the sleep that i sort of missed out on over the years i caught up on that and after that i also did a couple of films one called uh, window to the world just seeking help from people uh, friends and family from around the world and i asked them to shoot a simple clip on their phone with the sight that they see outside their window uh, and you know because i had two balconies in my house and my view has been the same for a month and a half and i'm i sort of thought you know that's pretty much what you were going to see when you know from your house and that one view so i wanted to sort of get the world to see something different so i made a film called window to the world and that kept me occupied for a week and after that i made another film called heroes of the world sort of a public service announcement sort of this fun little uh, film that i did where i played six superheroes in the film uh, shot entirely on my uh, phone in my house uh, so that kept me occupied and then now again it's back to writing my script and yeah i'm almost about 70 80% through and i feel if i had forced myself and pushed myself to finish this film sometime last year it wouldn't have come or it wouldn't have turned out the way it is turning out right now uh so that way i think i'm in a clear space uh and it's also given me a lot of time to introspect dig deep be thankful for the privilege that i have like a roof over my head food to eat a little bit of money in the bank and considering so many people out there are struggling or trying to you know uh trying really hard to make ends meet and you know and then you look at the privilege that you have and you realize that you don't take anything for granted and you know just be more empathetic be there for people so spend a lot of time talking to people catching up with friends and yeah that's sort of given me this uh good space or a nice zone as you call it uh to focus on what i'm writing and yeah it's it's coming out well and like i said hopefully i should be able to complete it very soon and figure out i mean you said uh, you know this pandemic has kind of uh, given you not many opportunities to do work in fact no opportunities if i might say um, do you somewhere feel that you know you could have done different with different choices uh, maybe a corporate job would have kept you stable in situations like this what do you think about that 
the pandemic certainly has sort of put a hold on all the shoots that were lined up but there were these odd edits that i have been doing for some clients of mine so thankfully that is keeping the coffee and other supplies going uh and it also helps having a, a solid partner uh who is in that 9 to 5 job who makes that regular salary who can help you but no matter what i wouldn't trade this position that i'm in with the guys who are in the it field because like i told you i i did science in school and you know there were 45 people in my class 44 of them went on to do engineering and have gotten an it job with some uh, it company and i'm the only one and you know i i i'm in touch with a lot of them most of them and you know, some are in the country some are you know settled outside the country but every other day it's like you know when you're shooting next have you seen this actress have you seen that cricketer like thankfully i've worked with cricketers i've worked with uh, some actors and uh, models so they you know they they're fascinated by that and you can see their eyes light up uh, that's also a lot got to do with how i talk to them about what i do like i'm very 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 happy uh, to be doing what i'm doing and i keep telling them that i have fun and i get paid for having fun right and it's about you know having this idea at the back of your head and then you sort of work on it you give it a form and then you shoot it and then you know after you package it and edit it and it's out there for people to see you know not many uh jobs can give you that satisfaction of having an idea and then executing it for everyone to see so to all those guys who are now in the it field like tell them like you know if you're making money good for you keep keep at it make more money and you know hopefully when my script is ready yeah you know become one of the producers but otherwise i don't think i'm affected at all uh more work would be good can't wait to get that buzz of being on a set uh and dealing with good clients bad clients uh clients who don't want to spend money clients who never give you any money to uh make a film but you know that's the fun part you know you get to meet a lot of people and hopefully educate them along the way uh during the course of the project that you do so no i wouldn't trade this position and i don't particularly hold a grudge against any of those techies who are making money but yeah if they don't produce my next film maybe, maybe i'll hold them to that uh, i've been want to bring home uh, bring it home with this last question which is you know when people actually take some of these niche paths or niche careers they are often they are often dissuaded by people around them saying you know this is not a path that you should be taking it's going to be very very hard if you go down this path and usually we see a lot of people actually give up on what they actually want to do because of the because of the insecurities or the negativity that others project on to them right um so what what is your advice to people who are actually looking at taking a path that is not the traditional society approved ones um how do they overcome these negativity or how do they overcome the insecurities of others creeping into them uh, I, like i said with times a lot of career choices or decisions that people make right now 
which were sort of looked down upon or frowned upon like oh he is doing art because he couldn't get into engineering or he couldn't get into medicine was sort of something that you could expect 15 20 years ago right but with so much of television you know you have four year olds singing in uh, indian idol and six year olds dancing for you know america's got talent and you realize that yeah i mean there is money there is fame which not too many people are going to say no to so get, getting into media or getting into art getting into design isn't that frowned upon right now like it used to be before so uh, but again you know there are these career choices that people make like beat films uh, and yeah it is not easy there are a lot of people uh, in fact there are a million people out there who are extremely gifted way more talented than i am but that's what sort of needs to push you every day when you say okay with so many people out there who are more talented than you more gifted than you and you're here with whatever opportunities that you've made for yourself or that you've received you just need to go for it you just need to keep pushing you just need to be uh, you need to be very very confident about what you've set out to do and like i said nothing nothing should stop you from going after what you know dream big uh, and like i said you know try and ensure that the dream turns into reality but never stop dreaming never stop pushing never stop uh, trying and this is not a sprint where you know people just run and complete the race this is a marathon you need to look at it you know you can't run like how you would in a sprint and you know with others sort of falling behind and you think that you are at the lead you're going to collapse after a little while so right from the very beginning you need to know that it's a marathon and you need to like hold on to every ounce of energy that you have and use it effectively and chip away chip away at every obstacle that you might have every person who sort of is out there who isn't in favor of what you do or who doesn't support what you are doing but give them a smile keep chipping away and just who had and try and reach a goal and once you reach that set another goal keep moving forward so that that would probably be an advice from somebody who's in the marathon who's just sort of started the marathon with a lot of distance to cover but yeah that's that's something that I'd like to say that is so awesome thanks arvin i think this has been a great conversation for a weekend and some of the things that i think we'll go away with is how ott has actually opened up this world of opportunity for you know for the newcomers and for short movie producers right and also on the entire nepotism bit it is about how we move from just talking to action how we support good content how we support original content i think the onus is on who we accept uh, and what kind of content we encourage so it's not just about talking but it's actually putting it into action and i think one of the biggest learning is that any career choice or any choice in life is a marathon it's not a short race so you need to keep chipping away and keep revising your goals as and when you achieve um, you know the one that you set yourself up against so thank you so much arvind it's it's been a pleasure having you yadush likewise thank you so much it was lovely talking to you guys as well 
Yeah, I just want to add thank you Arvind thanks for joining this episode and uh, thank you for keeping the conversation real and that's the whole part of this episode so thank you very much and look forward to seeing you soon appreciate it yadush and thanks so much for inviting me it was a pleasure thanks guys